0: emmy award-winning producer actor and comedian larry wilmore is back on the air hosting a podcast where he weighs in on the issues of the week and interviews guests in the world of politics entertainment culture sports and beyond check out larry wilmore black on the air on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts
1: the nba playoffs are here and we all know playoff mode is a thing listen to the evidence Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Oh, Even the speakers are in playoff
0: mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch. Because this is the turn it up to 11 NBA playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. This is what you love about playoff basketball. The NBA playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. David,
1: can we talk about masks? for a moment at the top of the show.
0: <laughs> Here's something we've never talked to you about before. Where are we with masks now, Brian? <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it, it does feel like it needs an update, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because we all know that the CDC and Anthony Fauci have told us there are a lot of situations we don't need to wear masks. And I saw one of these COVID Twitter guys the other day saying the best thing you can do this summer is live your best life. <laughs> Which for right. most people would not involve actually wearing a mask over your mouth while you're living your best life. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of in this strange ground between I should wear a mask. I don't have to wear a mask, but I kind of still feel comfortable wearing a mask. Or I'm not going to wear a mask at all. And I feel like every time I walk into a store, it's a lottery. Uh, I, I see the whole constellation of people who are who are picking one of those things and Mm -hmm. we're all in there kind of looking at each other like what what are we doing
0: here yeah i would happily wear a mask to go in just about any store but it's now i'm now enough removed from the mask life that i forget to bring it to the door of most of the stores so then i'm you know if they were handing them out i would uh, I would put it on and it it is, I mean, obviously there's some stores you put them on. I think I was in a big box store for the first time without one last week. Um, in the middle of the day, there was nobody there, but it just felt wild. I mean, it just felt absolutely weird. It's weird, right? Yeah. You feel like you're doing
1: something wrong.
0: Sure. Well, yeah, because we're doing something we've been told not to do for the longest time. It's not, there's something like weird psychology to it. We're just relearning sort of how to live normally. Um, you know, and like I've t- said before in the show, I mean, I, I don't think it's th- there's really any value in like tisk tisking people who are wearing masks or, if at any point, even a year from now, like whatever. First of all, I was just talking to my sister, she's visiting my mom in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Charlotte, at least parts of it are sort of, you know, the kind of place where people might get a little dressed up to go to the grocery store. And my sister was complaining about <laughs> having to put on makeup, and I was like, just put your mask on. It's like nobody has to know, like whatever, and that's that's part of the mass culture we're gonna miss, I think. You know, you could just you didn't even have to brush your teeth to go outside for the most part. But um, but yeah, I mean, listen, it's a it's a it's a new world, and people are gonna come back from the old world at their own pace. There'll be some people who will be left behind. But you know, as we have these conversations, it's always worth pointing out that there's still still a number of people who are. For whom mask wearing is suggested by their per, by their physicians, right? Very I mean, people true. With with certain illnesses and whatever else, they're going to be wearing masks. So if you do this stupid thing where you're like, I mean, you see conservatives well telling like lies about doing it, but like claiming to have done on Twitter all the time when they're like, and then I told the guy what? Are you scared of science or like you don't believe in science? <laughs> and and that and the man and the man I was yelling at was Albert Einstein. But it was um, but yeah. So I mean that that's that's a totally different. Th- you know, subject. but it is strange to be going back to it. I mean, obviously, it's, I was at the beach last week and and uh there's no mask wearing going on for the most part except by almost in our except almost exclusively by like eight to eleven year olds. Mm-hmm. there is a lot of there was a lot of people who basically from you know, or maybe younger than that, but basically, like elementary school students were wearing masks pretty religiously because they were, you know, they're they're right they're they're above like the sort of seeming imperviousness of of a lot of young young children but they're just below the vaccine age so um, you know that's a little bit heartening to see but man it was it's it's uh, yeah it it feels very very odd feels very odd it it felt less odd on vacation it feels now odd to be doing the same things you've done a million times right Uh, going to the same places going to the run the same errands but doing it without a mask it's like I remember when my curfew was lifted at the end of high school (laughs) I wonder how far back early. you know. I mean,
1: yes, yeah. I was such a rule follower. You know, I was I was the one child who was actually trying to be home and not get in trouble on weekend mm-hmm. nights. And then it was lifted, and you're like, oh, oh, <laughs> am, I, am I do am I doing something wrong at 12:21 or whatever it was? You know, when I'm past the time.
0: Well, sure. And then I mean, at that point, when when it's just if if the rule is just lifted, it's not like well now you're 18, you can stay out an extra hour. If they're just like curfew is just forget the curfew yeah it's perplexing right it's like well then am i gonna like lose this privilege if i stay out till 6 a.m maybe so so then like where is the safe time to go home you just you have to make all these hard have to make all these um just really bizarre decisions i
1: was looking at my car yesterday and i was like okay here are the things that i have like a huge supply of in my car at all times Mm -hmm. one is masks one Mm -hmm. is pens Well, good for you. One is napkins. Yep, (laughs) but mostly that's a relic of the COVID era too, because I was just eating in my car all the time (laughs) instead of going to a restaurant. I'm not sure I need like a hundred napkins. We are religious.
0: Our family is religious about napkins in the car, and but and and saying that I have to admit we don't always have a giant trove of them because we go through them so quickly. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're like we're like you know something out of like you know 1945 when we thought. There was more paper than air in the world, and we—I mean—we just tear through those things, man.
1: My number four slot: so masks, napkins, pens, and controversially is uh, store credit from a used bookstore. Because I would just go in and trade in a bunch of books, and they would give me a little slip for store credit. But I would just have a bunch of these, right, instead of one <laughs> mega slip. So if you open my car, at least. Then where is three that in the slips. car? It's in the little center console.
0: <laughs> because okay. I want
1: to be able to get the store credit for the used bookstore in one I don't I don't want to have to, David, I don't have to open a bunch of things. I want one motion.
0: How are so you p- going so much that you know where to put it? That's what's that's what's crazy. Oh, <laughs> it's a sickness.
1: A sickness you know well. <laughs> my yeah, friend. but I
0: would just I would put them in the center console, some in the door, some in the glove compartment box, and I would never be able to find them again. I mean, at least, uh, you know. I know.
1: I know. There's some uh some organizing that needs to happen. Yeah. Coming up on today's show, David and I share some media notes from the NBA playoffs. All that more in the press box, a part of the ringer podcast network. Hello, media consumers, Brian Curtis and David shoemaker here along with Erica Cervantes, David. uh, It is NBA playoff time. Mandatory plug. Read everything on the ringer.com. Would you like to share some media notes that you and I have noticed about the NBA playoffs.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Can we talk about the whole idea that if Milwaukee wins the title or Phoenix wins the title, and I'm just picking the two favorites in the uh, conference finals right now, or, or basically anybody wins the title, that this will somehow be a lesser NBA title than one that was won when the major stars of the league
0: were actually healthy and playing? Man, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, I think so. It's a. You and I talked about this a little bit before we came on the air, and I think that I am, in... I and I, I think a, a lot of people are on the same, uh, are in the same place. I've become so resistant to the notion of an asterisk season, um, because, well, what was I mean, like in our lifetimes, the first one was the short season. Was it was the lockout season, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then there's sort of, but and then. I think particularly coming out of <clears throat> the COVID last season, which was, you know, the the bubble season, I don't know, I feel like the ad, the, the concept of an asterisk season has just entered the vocabulary, I mean, entered our, you know, our, our, our argot or whatever with just such reckless abandon, right? Mean, people are just just eager to find reasons to say asterisk season. It and was, I don't think- And by think,
1: the way, can I just add for a second before you continue? It was already in our argot.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was but,
1: dormant but I, and it's just always waiting to come out. Yeah, Like going back to Roger Maris. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, we love to look at something that happens in sports and say, you know, that's great. That is technically what the record is, but because of X, Y, Z, PEDs, shortened season injuries, whatever it is that counts less than it does than it would normally. That's just yes. like, that is a, that is loaded up for the debate shows and sports radio and podcasts and everything else. That's just a, Thing we do in sports media
0: yes but i think that the sports media part of it is it complicates it or the kind of everything is sports media aspect of it whatever because you say technically this is a championship and yet you know here are the qualifiers i mean i think what i'm resistant to and probably what a lot of other people are resistant to is the idea that we're a little bit closer to it doesn't count than it counts but Right, I mean, they're actually. It's almost like you're trying to just like throw out the season, and Mm -hmm. and I think that if you everything that's happened in this crazy off postseason. If you had asked everybody to like fill out a form before the season started, I don't think anybody would say a star gets hurt is disqualifying to the legitimacy of the championship, right? No one <laughs> no one's saying one player in the entire field gets COVID is not disqualifying to the legitimacy of the of the championship. And yet, there's so many things happen that it starts to chip away. But that's different than saying it's an asterisk season because there's there's making the Talk radio argument that this is an asterisk season, that this doesn't count, blah, blah, blah. But then there's just like the normal, which I don't like, which I'm resistant to. But then there's the normal human thing where you're just like, yeah, like it's like if you throw a party and three people show up, you're like, yeah, it wasn't really a party. <laughs> You know, it doesn't change the fact that the invitation said party. It doesn't change the fact that, like, this was proposed as a party and had all the elements of a party and everybody came and drank and went home. But if there's only three people there, you're just kind of like, well, someone said, Do you go to the party at Brian's house this weekend? I was like, Well, yeah, it's more of a get together. (laughs) You know, I mean, so these are normal, it's normal human psychology to sort of diminish the stakes of something. That doesn't mean the season didn't count. Right, that doesn't mean we should throw out the scoring title just because the season was it ended in an odd way. Right, I mean it's it it's it's still a real season of basketball with a real winner at the end.
1: Normal, normal human psychology to do that when it doesn't work out like you wanted to. So let's run with your analogy. If I'm throwing well, the party, expectations
0: are different than desires. But yeah, okay.
1: But if I'm throwing the party and three people show up, it is in my interest to go. You know what? That really wasn't a party. That was a hang. Mm-hmm. just a couple of us getting together having a drink and you know it i i didn't have visions of a huge party and i would stipulate that a lot of this is those of us in the sports media the team that we want to win the title because we think they're the best team because we they're our favorite team whatever it is when they don't win the title we then are more likely to say uh, you know this one doesn't really count I have a buddy, a buddy, you know, last year who was loaded up to discount last year's title, but he's Mm -hmm. also a huge LeBron fan. And when the (laughs) Lakers won the title, I never heard the argument that the bubble title was somehow less of a title than anything else. Well, because it worked out like he wanted. And then so, but so I I would, I would just put that I'm I'm actually going to be sympathetic here. to to the argument, to the sports radio argument of of how we should weigh these things. But I will say, first of all, I think a lot of it just comes down to, did the team you like or your favorite team win? If so, you will not think this is any less of a title. If no, you might think this is less of a title.
0: I think that there's still shades of gray there, right? Because if... No way, dude. If it's it's your
1: favorite team
0: or if it's... No, I know that, of course, his team winning... Changed the his perspective sure but if it had been I don't even remember who was good last year if it had been the if it had been the the Lakers and the Bucks or whoever in the finals and it, it was just a knockdown drag out fight and it went to seven games and LeBron and AD did literally everything they could have done to win the game and somehow the Bucks just like in, like just barely got across the the finish line and won that would still be. He probably would have still said that was a legitimate season, right? Because he was cheering, he was rooting so hard for the seven games, like it felt like a real fight, a real contest.
1: Because the Bucks are seen as a. This is the other part of it. It's not just your favorite team, but they're seen as like I think last year would have been seen with Giannis winning two MVPs as like a legitimate contender for the title. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm something saying is, pro- we can process desires that. and expectations, right? I mean, there's yes, if something meets a sort of g- general sense of expectations, that's. But what that-
1: if the Heat had won last year's NBA Finals four to one? I think there would have been a lot of people sure. going, yeah. You know, it was a weird year. Mm-hmm. Normal year. LeBron. We know LeBron James wins NBA championships. That's something we can process in our mind. And when he lost to the Heat four to one, we're like, oh, it must have been the bubble. That must have been a weird thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. But I, I mean, everything that happens around it, I think matters too. But if it were just straight up, like you said, the Heat win in there and, and won in four games, sure, I think that I think that would have been. If not the broad consensus, something closer to one. I mean, it's it, sure, everything that happens matters. I
1: am sort of sympathetic to the let's talk about how much this matters or in what way this matters argument, yeah, that, as you when you say shades of gray, there are tons of shades of gray between We are actually putting an asterisk in the record book, which of course, nobody right. ever does. And this counts just as much as every other title in NBA history, or it should be, let's not say counts. That's the wrong word we should talk about this just like we would talk about every other title in NBA well, history. Well,
0: okay, here's you almost you almost did it. Said it there. Because the idea that it counts just as much as everyone is indisputable. And I think actually that accounts for some of a lot of the anxiety that we all feel at moments like this and some of the pushback, right? Because it's like if I don't say out loud, if I don't write this column, if I don't tweet this tweet pointing out that this is a this is a somewhat lesser championship than there was than last year's or the years before, then we're all going to forget that it was a lesser championship in five years <laughs> mm-hmm. and and that and and all of this discussion will be lost to history and if it's important for there to be distinctions and and you know the 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 level of winning, then we have to say that, and we have to say it loudly, and we have to you know make that point i think I think that kind of stuff does happen, but there are i mean. The flip side of that is, it's still it's a championship. No one's diminishing. I mean, the history. Of course. I mean, tell me, yeah. I mean, tell me the, the extenuating circumstances in like the nineteen seventy eight championship. I guarantee there were some, you know. But like we and we don't. I mean, Bill totally. might know those. A lot of people might know those. But like I don't. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Bill. Bill. Bill definitely knows what those were. If pop, if if they existed in <laughs> nineteen seventy eight. But you and I don't. That's true. Um, it is a championship. It does. No. No one's saying it doesn't count. But I'm saying like
0: putting it in context. And and I think that this season, to go I think, to kind of the, the more specific point, feels so much more asterisky because again, playing on expectations, we don't know. We don't we can't even we, we we do not at this point understand the extenuating circumstances, right? We don't know if Kawhi Leonard is going to make it make an appearance in this playoff series or in the finals if they get there, right? We don't know the answer to that. We don't really know everything that happened with Chris Paul's COVID, apparent COVID diagnosis and return to the court or whatever that was. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, certainly there's things that we do understand on a sort of on a sort of, you know, vague level as much as we ever would like the, uh, all the injuries that the Nets suffered. That's still a little bit impossible to, to come to grips with. Right. I mean, this, (laughs) this is the greatest basketball team or certainly the greatest trio ever assembled. And, we're playing with like one and a quarter of them at the end, you know. I mean, that's just that would be a catastrophe in any other season. If it weren't for, well, there's just a lot of weirdness surrounding the Nets in general. Um, and then the Hawks aspect of it, where like all of this is kind of the, the 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 good teams, the Lakers being gone, the Nets being gone, the good teams are gone, and this is being balanced out by such like a wild card team like the Hawks, and even to a lot of people like the Suns, even though they were the best team in the West all season. Um. I think that adds to the feeling of illegitimacy for sure.
1: Yeah. See, and that's the other thing, right? It's like, do we consider these teams to be great full stop? And if we considered them to be great and they won a kind of a weird title where lots of other teams were injured, it was a weird compressed season. Then I think people would be saying, oh, okay. Right. Like if, if LeBron and AD had been healthy and they had marched through this weird season, just like they marched through last year, a very weird season and won another title. I don't think anybody would be talking about this at all. It's just that these are teams that haven't won a title recently. And so we're, we're sitting here in some cases ever in the Clippers case. And so we're sitting here kind of going, well, how do we get our minds around these teams? It's funny with the bucks because you mentioned like the bucks would have been a legitimate champion last year, but somehow this year's championship is being looked at like, "Ah, eh, do we really want to give the bucks credit if they win? But last year, nobody—I don't remember people saying that. The last couple of years, they thought they were just as legitimate a contender in the just playoffs. Because the Bucks anybody. almost
0: got knocked out in every series, or looked at looked at times like they were absolutely being trounced by whoever they played. I mean, after Game One of this series, it mm-hmm. didn't look like they had anything, you know. So, I mean that that affects our expectations too, our perceptions of the teams. You know, I mean, it, I, I agree. I think it's fun. It's fun to kind of go team by team and and think which of these teams we would. <laughs> is there any of the four teams that we would that the, we would appreciate even under the best circumstances <laughs> yeah. as the championship are you Liga. good
1: enough for me and david to award you full credit for this championship
0: weirdly i think i weirdly i think that the team that will feel most legitimate at the end is the suns and it seems weird because they didn't feel legitimate even coming into the playoffs for me but i and feel that's like because if, why I feel like it will process of elimination. I feel like if the Clippers win, the Clippers more than any other team feels like the team that's going to, that would win because of the absence of the Lakers and the, and the, and the Nets, because they're the lesser mega team.
1: The Kawhi-less Clippers.
0: Yes. But, yeah. But the, but even with Kawhi, if they had won. You know, nah, no, feel... no,
1: no. But that's storyline. We understand Kawhi mm. carrying a lesser team to the NBA championship. It's true. It's true. We, it's we true. can process it, that, I think. That's
0: true. But I, but, but I think there would be a lot of, well, if they if they didn't have to play, they didn't have to play the Lakers. Right? And they, they didn't, you know, and they didn't have to play the Nets in the finals. Like, whatever. But I think that's when those come up. I think the Hawks are just would not seem legitimate it would that would just the Hawks just should should wear asterisks on their jersey because if they get if they end up winning the championship that's what the whole season becomes no offense to the Hawks I'm as a Mavericks fan I am deeply jealous of that supporting cast and uh I think the Bucks like we've discussed I mean I think the the Bucks winning will probably feel a lot more normal and acceptable the Bucks having won will feel more normal and acceptable six months from now you know, midway through next season, when they're like, "Well, these are the championship Bucks we're talking about," we'll be like, "Yeah, of course they are." But right, but right now, it will feel like they got a lot of lucky breaks and and eked by a lot of near eliminations to get to the end. It is funny. And then, how
1: sports radio has the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. You know, there is bargaining. Right, I think we're in <laughs> bargaining with the Bucks right now, yeah. and then acceptance will be in six months.
0: But I, I just think all in all, cheering for Chris Paul and Devin Booker. After they've won is a very easy human thing to do. And I think we'll all be there rooting for them. and and, uh, yeah, it's a likable team. It's a complete team. Chris Paul is defies expectations nearly every season at this point. and and um, yeah, for for some reason, to me, that feels the most legitimate.
1: I've got a few more things to say, but David, let us do the overworked Twitter joke of the week where we celebrate a gag that was so obvious. That all of media Twitter made it at exactly the same time. Send your nominees to at the Press box Pod, where they are always gratefully received. In the Department of Sports, you were almost certainly not watching. On Sunday, David, Czechoslovakia beat the Netherlands 2-0 to reach the quarterfinals of the Euro Cup. David Shoemaker and the household were not watching the Euro Cup.
0: (laughs) Continue. Nor nor
1: was I. Every time Czechoslovakia wins, it was an overworked Twitter joke to write, Checkmate. Apparently, this happens every single time (laughs) there is a national game. Thanks to Nick Eviston, JJW, Noah, and Luca for that one. The Australian journalist Freya Noble, David, brings this important story to our attention. I'm quoting directly here. This morning's New South Wales COVID-19 press conference had it all. Buck naked sunbathers getting lost in the forest and chased by a deer and then fined for breaching restrictions and a gatecrasher claiming to be the creator of the earth. (laughs) So this was a press conference that began with with an announcement (laughs) that buck naked sunbathers gotten lost in the forest and had been chased by a deer. (laughs) it was an overworked Twitter joke or maybe just a good joke to write stag yourself (laughs) tag yourself but stag yourself thanks to Freya for that one by the way Tom Fowles another one of our correspondents uh, notes that they had a press it's a press conference and they had somebody doing sign language of the press conference and if you could just glance at our Twitter doc here because I have posted photos of the woman who had to explain that people were sun bathing naked and then we're startled according to this and <laughs> then we're chased by a deer <laughs> just trying to oh my trying gosh. to get that thought across very funny and finally david some heart-rending news from hollywood harrison ford has injured his shoulder while rehearsing a fight scene in the new indiana jones movie
0: what what is what's wrong with this guy? I mean, I know he's old I'm not I mean it's like whatever, <laughs> he but like, he's like seventy-eight years. He's like old. Mr. Glass over here. Like he can't he can't film a movie without ending up in the ICU. He certainly can't fly a plane without ending up in one. I mean, it's just like this guy just like a dark cloud follows him around.
1: Do you think we should blame Harrison Ford or do you think we should blame the people who are still making Harrison Ford an action an action star? Instead of I'm not giving sure him like the Anthony Hopkins part.
0: They have to get him insured before they do this kind of stuff. Maybe it's the ins- the, the, the insurance adjusters that need to be taken to task here, because this, this guy should not he should, he should not be he should not be you know cracking a whip at any real human being. Probably Ooh. not cracking a whip in general.
1: <laughs> it was an overworked Twitter joke, or maybe just a good joke to write. It's not the years, it's the cartilage. <laughs> Thanks to Brendan Fitzpatrick, if you reminded us that Indy Five exists, congrats, you made the overworked Twitter joke
0: of the week.
1: The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch, because this is the Turn It Up to
0: 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.
1: All right, David, in the notebook dump, let us continue a little bit on the NBA Playoffs. I do think this is funny because... I think this is there's a really really legitimate conversation to have about how different titles were won, what the circumstances are. I, I I'm in favor of all that generally. I also think, by the way, sports media has been leading us in that direction, not just talk radio but all of sports media for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like we, one of the cool parts about the last twenty years, and if you want to date back to Bill James, maybe the last forty years, is just saying like, "Hey, Babe Ruth hit sixty home runs. Will anybody hit?" 61 or 62, we now think about that different ways. Mm -hmm. We have analytics to do that. We have numbers to do that. We have ways of thinking about putting the past into context. So anyway, put all that aside. If you were an NBA player, how maddening must this conversation be? Like if you're Giannis or if you're Chris Paul and you hear one person writing or talking on the radio or writing a column about, how this title is somehow different than a quote-unquote normal title. Your reaction is like,
0: dude, we just played the teams that we were assigned to play. Oh my gosh, I I totally, first of all, yes, entirely maddening. And I totally forgot another huge, well, asterisk on this asterisk season. And it's that they're actively discussing rule changes for next season during the playoffs right now (laughs) in not implicit, explicit acknowledgement that the rules, that the system is broken.
1: This is the Trey Young stop on a dime and let the guy run into you thing.
0: Yeah. Or jump sideways or jump into somebody or whatever. I mean, it's, they're saying we're going to change the rules next season because the rules that we have in place right now are not sufficient to adjudicate a basketball game. And also it's not just that one. It's also this crazy out of bounds stuff that we saw in, you know, that was in exquisite focus, um, the other day, but like, you know, these rules don't work, but we're going to keep playing under those rules. (laughs) We've been playing under them all season. We'll keep playing under. I mean, could you imagine if the NBA championship was decided on a super sketchy Trey Young foul? And by the way, more power to the guy for for getting what he's gotten based on the rules that Absolutely. he's given. But could you imagine if that if if the Hawks went to the finals and won the NBA championship by Trey Young leaping at a forty five degree angle into his <laughs> defender and and like throwing up a three when he's two inches off the ground and can't possibly hit it? and hitting all three free throws and then the next day they're like by the way we don't do that anymore. I mean that would that would be the biggest asterisk season
1: of all time. <laughs> if, it, if it was the winning shot, yes, yeah. that would be the that would be the biggest. But if you're Trey Young, you're playing by the rules. Yeah, oh yeah. As they are written. And if you're Giannis or Chris Paul, you're playing you are you are playing the hand that you're dealt. Mm-hmm. Like Giannis cannot stop the playoffs and be like, "You know what? we should probably go ahead and play the Sixers in this round because that would make our path to the title a little more legitimate. Or you know what? We should cast a magic spell that makes Kyrie Irving and James Harden healthy because if we didn't go through the Nets, who were just randomly assembled over the course of the last couple of months, it's not a legitimate NBA championship. Sure. They, They just, there's nothing those guys can do. So if I'm them, if I can just put myself in their shoes, I would be so mad and perplexed by this whole conversation Mm -hmm. because it's like i said it's not like they could do anything different at all they are just they the schedule came out this is who we play on tuesday that's all that's all i can do yeah and it can be on the one hand i think a totally legitimate sports media thing and on the other hand to an nba player the dumbest conversation in the history of mankind
0: yeah yeah I mean we don't even know. I mean it's hard it's hard to gauge, right? I mean you can people say talk about teams playing up to the level of the competition as a knock a lot, but that's also see it also from you know a lifetime of watching sports seems to frequently be a real a real thing whether it's a psychological issue or coaching decision or whatever else. But we don't we don't know what the Bucs would be playing like if they had been further tested by their competition. You know, maybe they would have come out the be- a better team from all that right i mean we don't know it's just impossible to to you know take the counter narrative and and really judge whether or not it's legitimate based on that
1: can i tell you the worst one of these that i've ever been through which you may remember mm-hmm. 2010 college football national championship game. <laughs> yes flew from new york out here to pasadena mm-hmm. hundreds of dollars on tickets with my pal adrian We get out there, University of Texas, our alma mater, not our favorite team. I always like to point this out. Our actual alma mater Mm -hmm. versus the University of Alabama. Here we go. Texas quarterback Colt McCoy gets hurt in the first quarter. and doesn't play the rest of the game. (laughs) Game is relatively close considering the circumstances. Mm -hmm. Alabama wins. The Nick Saban juggernaut in Alabama starts up and it was funny because I just remember getting text messages. First of all, I felt like, I felt awful, just absolutely awful. And, you know, it's almost like, I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want to look at my phone. I remember then immediately getting a text message from a friend saying, well, you know, this is going to be a, you may think this is illegitimate for Alabama, but this is going to be a legitimate title. Alabama couldn't control that your quarterback got hurt. And I'm like, you're, you're doing this to me right now. We're having the meta conversation about how I must accept that this is a legitimate university of Alabama title, like two minutes after the game is over. (laughs)
0: oh it's the worst
1: i don't think i replied to that text but that that's that's the sports fan media thing just immediately going to that step rather than like hey man i'm really sorry that sucked you must be having a really bad night (laughs) (laughs) no no they didn't want me to leave the rose bowl without thinking that i have to consider this to be a legitimate championship (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> we need to get you to swear on a Bible on the way out the door.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, that really sucked. Any other playoff notes or should we do strain pun headline?
0: Um, No, I mean, I do just kind of feel like this is a, we're, this exact moment that we're in right now. And we talked about it a little bit. It's just defined by so much uncertainty. I was I was doing a massive amount of yard work yesterday and ran out of basketball podcast to listen to. Because well, when it's the weekend, <laughs> that must have been too, a lot of yard work. Yeah, but there's just like there's no we don't know enough. Like the the draft is the draft lottery happened, but there's not enough to really say about it yet. So there's sort of li- limited bandwidth for that. And with all these injuries and stuff, I think people are still just kind of looked. I and mean, we don't like I said we don't know about Kawhi now. There's conversations about why we don't know about Kawhi, which is a really bizarre thing. Same thing with the Chris Paul thing that I mentioned earlier. There's a whole lot of conversations about conversations, but um. You know, and it is deep, It is weird, the Hawks, and it is weird that the, the Western Conference Finals are being were being played without the two best players on the series until Chris Paul came back. But, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about in the coming days.
1: You know that I'm anti-ratings talk, and I, I just think that's not something that normal human beings, as opposed to television executives, should ever do. And yet? I do think it's totally worthwhile to be like, wow, this sucks. I'm missing a lot of my favorite NBA stars. Or... Mm-hmm. A lot of the people I love watching this time of year, like LeBron James and all that stuff, they're not here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I do think that that is a, a good and normal human emotion. If you feel that way, sure. if you feel like, hey, I just like the Bucks and the Hawks, it's different. It's cool. I'm, I'm gonna roll with that. That's fine. And I do. I like Trey Young and all those guys. That's they're honest. They're all fun to watch. But missing your favorite stars at this time of year, just like you would miss great quarterbacks in the Super Bowl or something like that, I'm okay with that. Sure. I don't think people should be shamed for that. I saw like to me, it's like I'm pro Twitter shaming about ratings. You should be shamed. If you, if you use the word ESPN executives in a tweet about ratings, you should, you should be, you should be banned from Twitter for life. But if you just say like, eh, I don't know, this isn't doing it for me just as an NBA fan, as a basketball fan, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Well,
0: and in a lot of ways I mean LeBron has spoiled this not just by being one of the greatest players of all time for us to watch but also just by being such a kind of force of personality in the playoffs right and for so many yeah. years the playoff narrative was set by it's like LeBron's Cavs versus the Spurs and then versus the Warriors or the Heat versus the Maver- whoever you know I mean those those were the the storylines that really that really landed for everybody and now without him. I mean, listen, it would be much easier to tell the story if we were talking about the 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 Suns versus the Nets at full strength or something like that, right? But it's but in when there's like not there there is no monolith left in the playoffs. And uh and you can not I mean, you can't retroactively kind of recast, you know, the Bucks as that. And so it's just sort of we we don't have that sort of the sort of view that we normally have.
1: Unless the Bucks run off a bunch of titles. Unless to go back to that Alabama, to go back to that
0: Alabama-Texas thing.
1: If Alabama had just won that one when Colt McCoy got hurt, we might say, "Eh, and that was a weird, yeah. that was a weird title." But well, then Alabama became a juggernaut, and nobody cares about just that. Like
0: the, but just like the Spurs, what I just mentioned their early title, their first title was not their most dominant title by a long shot. The Patriots, who were the greatest team in professional go. football, yep. I mean, that was I mean, seen as
1: fluky at the time.
0: Yeah, and it, and and it all it all ends up mattering a lot for sure. It's time
1: for David Shoemaker Guesses the Strained Pun Headline. Woo! Monday's headline about a last second Clippers loss to Phoenix was Valley Oops. <laughs> we also had a vote for Don't Let the Suns Throw Down on Me, which is pretty good if you like Elton John That's lyrics. It's so
0: good, even if you don't.
1: Today's headline comes from Dawson Fear Now. It's from the New York Times, David. Uh, a collection of shaker objects shaker objects will relocate to a new 18 million dollar museum complex the times reports collection of shaker objects is relocating what was the new york times's strained pun headline shake
0: M- move and shake or uh, no uh mm-hmm. moving um yeah getting there shake shake rattle and roll uh shake uh. Something you were you shake. were getting you were close there for a second what is the phrase uh uh shimmy and shake um uh twist and shake i have no idea no Mo- relocating
1: yep yeah, there we go okay moving uh shakers and
0: movers and shakers oh there yeah, we go yeah, Mover, the sh- moving moving the and shakers
1: sh- are movers
0: okay shakers the are movers. shakers that's,
1: are movers that's really good Very simple, but very effective. He is David Shoemaker. I'm Brian Curtis. Production Magic by Erica Cervantes. We are back Friday. More lukewarm takes about the media. See you then, David.
0: See you later, man.